It's the first day of February. Let's read the Bible. Hello, folks. My name is Ray Pritchard. And as we begin a new month together, I want to thank you for joining us on this year-long adventure, this marathon journey that started in the book of Genesis and God willing is going to take us all the way to the end of the book of Revelation. We're going to get there by the end of this year. Thank you so much. Hundreds and thousands of people have joined us. We're so grateful. I want to encourage you, if you're just joining us, maybe some people just starting today. First thing, go to keepbelieving.com. Be sure you download the PDF. It's on the front page of the website. has the daily reading plan. So even if you can't watch these videos, you can follow along with us. Second thing I want to remind you about is that the videos are being archived on the Keep Believing website, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Rumble, which is a newer video sharing platform. So Rumble, YouTube, keepbelieving.com, or Facebook, those videos, all of them from January the 1st until now, and then on through the rest of the year. So they're all archived. They're going to be, future ones will be archived there, so that uh, in the days to come, in the years to come, you can look back and uh, relive this journey. Or if you're maybe some years in the future, who knows? We're making these videos in 2022. And maybe if you're watching in 2028 or 2034, who knows? Where down the road, all the videos are online so that uh, no matter what else is happening in this world, you can go through the word of God with us. Also, let me say, Special thanks to those of you on social media who share these videos on Facebook, sharing the YouTube videos, the Rumble videos, easy to do. It's a great way to get the word out to other people. And finally, if um, you have any comments you want to make, and we've just gotten a ton of comments in the first month, love to have you do that. Just write a comment on Facebook or on YouTube or on Rumble, and I'll read them and uh, get back to you with an answer or a comment as soon as I can. And from the beginning, our prayer has been, Oh God, open our eyes. Open our eyes, Lord. This is your word. Open our eyes so that we may behold wonderful things from your word. Now, today, Exodus 34, 35, 36, and 37. The question is, after the debacle of the golden calf, and God's saying, I am done with these people. We're going we're to start over again. And Moses interceding with the Lord. What now is going to happen? I mean, the, the Ten Commandments inscribed on stone. Moses got so angry about the golden calf. He threw, the, he threw those, um, those stone tablets down and they, they broke. What's going to happen? Well, Exodus 34, in my version, it has the heading, New stone tablets. And that's a good way to begin. Exodus 34. The Lord said to Moses, cut two stone tablets like the first ones, and I will write on them the words that were on the first tablets, which you broke. Be prepared by morning. Come up Mount Sinai in the morning and stand before me on the mountaintop. No one may go up with you. In fact, no one should be seen anywhere on the mountain, even the flocks and herds are not to graze in front of that mountain. Moses cut two stone tablets 
like the first ones. He got up early in the morning and taking the two stone tablets in his hand, he climbed to Mount Sinai just as the Lord had commanded him. The Lord came down in a cloud, stood with him there and proclaimed his name, the Lord. The Lord passed in front of him and proclaimed the Lord. The Lord is a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in faithful love and truth, maintaining faithful love to a thousand generations, forgiving iniquity, rebellion, and sin. But he will not leave the guilty unpunished, bringing the consequences of the father's iniquity on the children and grandchildren to the third and fourth generation. Moses immediately knelt low on the ground and worshiped. Then he said, my Lord, if I have indeed found favor with you, my Lord, please go with us, even though this is a stiff-necked people. Forgive our iniquity and our sin and accept us as your own possession. And the Lord responded, Look, I am making a covenant. In the presence of all your people, I will perform wonders that have never been done in the whole earth or in any nation. All the people you live among will see the Lord's work. For what I am doing with you is awe-inspiring. Observe what I command you today. I'm going to drive out before you the Amorites, Canaanites, Hethites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Be careful not to make a treaty with the inhabitants of the land that you are going to enter. Otherwise, they will become a snare to you. Instead, you must tear down their altars, smash their sacred pillars, and chop down their Asherah poles. Because the Lord is jealous for his reputation, you are never to bow down to another god. He is a jealous god. Do not make a treaty with the inhabitants of the land, or else... When they prostitute themselves with their gods and sacrifice to their gods, they will invite you and you will eat their sacrifices. Then you will take some of their daughters as brides for your sons. Their daughters will prostitute themselves with their gods and cause your sons to prostitute themselves with their gods. Do not make cast images of gods for yourselves. Observe the festival of unleavened bread. You would eat unleavened bread for seven days at the appointed time in the month of Abib, as I commanded you, for you came out of Egypt in the month of Abib. The firstborn male from every womb belongs to me, including all your male livestock, the firstborn of cattle or sheep. You may redeem the firstborn of a donkey with a sheep, but if you do not redeem it, break its neck. You must redeem all the firstborn of your sons. No one is to appear before me empty-handed. You are to labor six days, but you must rest on the seventh day. You must even rest during plowing and harvesting times. Observe, observe the festival of weeks with the first fruits of the wheat harvest and the festival of ingathering at the turn of the agricultural year. Three times a year, all your males are to appear before the Lord God, the God of Israel. For I will drive out nations before you and enlarge your territory. No one will covet your land when you go up three times a year to appear before the Lord your God. Do not present the blood for my sacrifice with anything leavened. The sacrifice of the Passover festival must not remain until morning. Bring the best first fruits of your land to the house of the Lord your God. You must not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. The Lord also said to Moses, write down these words, for I have made a covenant with you in Israel based on these words. Moses was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He did not eat food or drink water. He wrote the Ten Commandments, the words of the covenant on the tablets. 
as Moses descended from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hands, as he descended the mountain, he did not realize that the skin of his face shone as a result of his speaking with the Lord. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, the skin of his face shone. They were afraid to come near him, but Moses called out to him. So Aaron and all the leaders of the community returned to him, and Moses spoke to them. Afterward, all the Israelites came near, and he commanded them to do everything the Lord had told him on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with him, he put a veil over his face. But whenever... Moses went before the Lord to speak with him. He would remove the veil until he came out. After he came out, he would tell the Israelites what he had been commanded. And the Israelites would see that Moses' face was radiant. Then Moses would put the veil over his face again until he went to speak with the Lord. Exodus 35. Moses commanded the entire Israelite community and said to them, these are the things the Lord has commanded you to do. For six days, work is to be done. But on the seventh day, you are to have a holy day, a Sabbath of complete rest to the Lord. Anyone who does work on it must be executed. Do not light a fire in any of your homes on the Sabbath day. Then Moses said to the entire Israelite community, this is what the Lord has commanded. Take up an offering among you for the Lord. Let everyone whose heart is willing bring this as the Lord's offering, gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, fine linen and goat hair, ram skins dyed red and fine leather, acacia wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense, and onyx with gemstones to mount on the ephod and breastpiece. Let all the skilled artisans among you come and make everything that the Lord has commanded, the tabernacle, its tent and covering, its clasp and supports, its crossbars, its pillars and bases, the ark with its poles, the mercy seat and the curtain for the screen, the table with its poles, all its utensils and the bread of the presence, the lampstand for light with its utensils and lamps as well as the oil for the light the altar of incense with its poles, the anointing oil and the fragrant incense, the entryway screen for the entrance to the tabernacle, the altar of burnt offering with its bronze grate, its poles and all its utensils, the basin with its stand, the hangings of the courtyard, its posts and bases, and the screen for the gate of the courtyard, the tent pegs for the tabernacle and the tent pegs for the courtyard, along with their robes, and the specially woven garments for ministering in the sanctuary, the holy garments for the priest Aaron, and the garments for his sons to serve as priests. Then the entire Israelite community left Moses' presence. Everyone whose heart was moved and whose spirit prompted him came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work on the tent of meeting, for all of its services, and for the holy garments. Both men and women came, all who had willing hearts, brought brooches, earrings, rings, necklaces, all kinds of gold jewelry. Everyone who presented a presentation offering of gold to the Lord. Everyone who possessed blue, purple, or scarlet yarn, fine linens, or goat hair, ramskins dyed red, or fine leather brought them. Everyone making an offering of silver or bronze brought it as a contribution to the Lord. Everyone who possessed acacia wood useful for any task in the work brought it. Every skilled woman spun yarn with her hands and brought it. Blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and fine linen. And all the women whose hearts were moved spun the goat hair by virtue of their skills. The leaders brought onyx and gemstones to mount on the ephod and breast 
uh, breast piece, as well as the spice and oil for the light, for the anointing oil, and for the fragrant incense. So the Israelites brought a free will offering to the Lord, all the men and women whose hearts prompted them to bring something for all the work the Lord through Moses had commanded to be done. Now just stop here to say four or five times in that one chapter. It's clear this is a free will offering. They brought everything that was needed, everything. And there was no, there was no compulsion. There was no burden. God moved and the people responded. It's the way it's supposed to be. People were so thrilled, so willing now, so willing to bring the best that they had to get the Lord's work done. Chapter 36, Bezalel, Aholiab, and all the skilled people are to work based on everything the Lord has commanded. The Lord has given them wisdom and understanding to know how to do all the work of constructing the sanctuary. So Moses summoned Bezalel, Aholiab, and every skilled person in whose heart the Lord had placed wisdom, all whose hearts moved them to come to the work and do it. They took from Moses' presence all the contributions that the Israelite had brought for the task of making the sanctuary. Meanwhile, the people continued to bring free will offerings morning after morning. Then all the artisans who were doing all the work for the sanctuary came one by one from the work they were doing and said to Moses, the people are bringing more than is needed for the construction of the work the Lord commanded to be done. After Moses gave an order, they sent a proclamation through the camp. Let no man or woman make anything else as an offering for the sanctuary. So the people stopped. The materials were sufficient for them to do all the work. There was more than enough. All the skilled artisans among those doing the work made, uh, made the tabernacle with ten curtains. Bezalel made them of finely spun linen, as well as blue, purple, and scarlet yarn with a design of cherubim worked into them. Each curtain was 42 feet long and 6 feet wide. All the curtains had the same measurements. He joined five of the curtains to each other, and the other five curtains he joined to each other. He made loops of blue yarn on the edge of the last curtain in the first set and did the same on the edge of the outermost curtain in the second set. He made 50 loops on the one curtain and 50 loops on the edge of the curtain in the second set so that the loops lined up with each other. He also made 50 gold clasps and joined the curtains to each other so that the tabernacle became a single unit. He made curtains of goat hair for a tent over the tabernacle. He made 11 of them. Each curtain was 45 feet long and 6 feet wide. All 11 curtains had the same measurements. He joined five of the curtains together and the other six together. He made 50 loops on the edge of the outermost curtain in the first set and 50 loops on the edge of the corresponding curtain in the second set. He made 50 bronze clasps to join the tent together as a single unit. He also made a covering for the tent from ram skins dyed red and a covering of fine leather on top of it. He made upright supports of acacia wood for the tabernacle. Each support was 15 feet long and 27 inches wide. Each support had two tenons for joining one to the other. He did the same for all the supports of the tabernacle. He made supports for the tabernacle as follows. He made 20 for the south side. He made 40 silver bases to bend on the 20 supports. Two bases under the first support for its two tenons and two bases under each of the following supports for their two tenons. 
For the second side of the tabernacle, the north side, he made 20 supports with their 40 silver bases, two bases under the first support, and two bases under each of the following ones. And for the back of the tabernacle on the west side, he made six supports. He also made two additional supports for the two back corners of the tabernacle. They were paired together at the bottom, joined together at the top in a single ring. This is what he did with both of them for the two corners. So there were eight supports with their 16 silver bases, two bases under each one. He made five crossbars of acacia wood for the supports on one side of the tabernacle, five crossbars for the supports on the other side of the tabernacle, and five crossbars for those at the back of the tabernacle on the west. He made the central crossbar run through the middle of the supports from one end to the other. He overlaid them with gold and made their rings out of gold as holders for the crossbars. He also overlaid the crossbars with gold. Then he made the curtain with blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and finely spun linen. He made it with a design of cherubim, worked into it. He made four pillars of acacia wood for it and overlaid them with gold. Their hooks were of gold, and he cast four silver bases for the pillars. He made a screen embroidered with blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and finely spun linen for the entrance to the tent, together with its five pillars and their hooks. He overlaid the tops of the pillars and their bands with gold, but their five bases were bronze. We have one more chapter to go here today. Let me just say this. I think for a long time, I didn't understand why Exodus did it this way. The instructions were given here, and now we're told over here, this is what Bezalel did. And, and all those who were under his authority, all the skilled artisans, well, you know, the point is, at least I, I can clearly see it now. This is what God said to do. And this is what they did. God said it and they did it. Now, that's going to be important. Tomorrow, I'm going to come back to that. But just hold on to that. God said do it this way. They did it God's way. It's always better to do it God's way. Chapter 37, Bezalel made the Ark of Acacia wood 45 inches long, 27 inches wide, and 27 inches high. He overlaid it with pure gold inside and out and made a gold molding all around it. He cast four gold rings for it, for its four feet, two rings on one side and two rings on the other side. He made poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. He inserted the poles into the rings on the sides of the Ark for carrying the Ark. He made a mercy seat of pure gold, 45 inches long and 27 inches wide. He made two cherubim of gold. He made them of hammered work at the two ends of the mercy seat, one cherub at one end, one cherub at the other end. At each end, he made a cherub of one piece with the mercy seat. They had wings spread out. They faced each other and covered the mercy seat with their wings. The faces of the cherubim were looking toward the mercy seat. He constructed the table of acacia wood, 36 inches long, 18 inches wide, 27 inches high. He overlaid it with pure gold and made a gold molding all around it. He made a three-inch frame all around it and made a gold molding all around its frame. He cast four gold rings for it and attached the rings to the four corners at its four legs. The rings were next to the frame as holders for the poles to carry the table. He made the poles for carrying the table from acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. He also made the utensils that would be on the table out of pure gold, its plates and cups, as well as the bowls and pitchers for pouring drink offerings.
Then he made the lampstand out of pure hammered gold. He made it all of one piece, its base and shaft, its ornamental cups, and its buds and petals. Petals. Six branches extended from its side, three branches of the lampstand from one side and three branches of the lampstand from the other side. There were three cups shaped like almond blossoms, each with a bud and petals on one branch, and three cups shaped like almond blossoms, each with bud and petals on the next branch. It was this way for the six branches that extended from the lampstands. There were from the lampstand. There were four cups shaped like almond blossoms on the lampstand shaft along with its buds and petals. For the six branches that extended from it, a bud was under the first pair of branches from it, a bud under the second pair of branches from it, and a bud under the third pair of branches from it. Their buds and branches were of one piece with it. All of it was a single hammered piece of pure gold. He made. He also made it seven lamps, snuffers, and firepans of pure gold. He made it and all its utensils of 75 pounds of pure gold. He made the altar of incense out of acacia wood. It was square, 18 inches long and 18 inches wide. It was 36 inches high. Its horns were of one piece with it. He overlaid it, its top and all around its side and its horns with pure gold. Then he made a gold molding all around it. He made two gold rings for it under the molding on two of its sides. He put these on opposite sides of it to be holders for the poles to carry it with. He made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. He also made the holy anointing oil and the pure, fragrant, and expertly blended incense. Hey, this is good. Once you really think about it, it's really good. God said it. He did it. God said, do it this way. They did it this way. It's always better when God speaks to do exactly down to the details what God said. Our God is a God of the details. And it is all to the credit of Moses and Aaron and the priests, Bezalel and Holiab and all those gifted artisans that when the time came to build the tabernacle, they did exactly what God said. Let us then say, Lord, help us to be as obedient today. Help us to be obedient, to to do what you said, to live a life pleasing to you, not just in the general, but in the specific details of life. That's the Bible reading for today. Come back tomorrow. We're going to finish the book of Exodus. It comes to a wonderful climax. We're going to do chapters 38, 39, and 40. Go out and have a great day. Come on back tomorrow, folks. We're going to do this again. God bless.